Well, it's my privilege to bring the Bible reading this morning. Um, and it's from Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 6, and then Luke chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Jesus sends out the twelve. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. To 10, verses 1 and 2, Jesus sends out the 72. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was to go, was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send our workers into his harvest field. May the Lord add his blessing to this reading. Well, it's my privilege to uh, be able to share from Scripture this morning. So we've had the, uh, the Bible reading. So it was 21 years ago you saw the uh, photo of our family uh, just in last May. Well, if you can see, this is us in, all, uh, in 2021. Actually, uh, Peter, you're in that photo if you uh, take a note there, uh, Peter was one of my, he's visiting here today. Peter and Eileen were uh, up in Bible College in Queensland and he, uh, he preached the message at our commissioning service uh, back in uh, Turinga Baptist up in, uh, up in Brisbane. So that was 21 years ago. And so Kathy and I had been preparing over quite a few uh, years to get ready to, to head on Ukraine. And in August 2021, we hopped on the plane and flew to Donetsk, Ukraine to start our mission journey. We were filled with excitement, we were filled with anticipation, we were filled with expectation, but we were also filled with nerves, wondering what was going to happen, how would it work out, had we done enough to prepare ourselves had we learnt enough, had we experienced all the things that we needed to experience in order to serve God. And I can imagine a little then of what the disciples might have been feeling as Jesus sends them out in, uh, in Luke 9. Jesus sends these disciples out into their first mission experience. 
So, so we're, we're going to just reflect a little on chapters, those two readings from chapter 9 and 10 on just a couple of aspects. There's so much in these passages that we could look at, so I'm just going to look at a few aspects about mission that we can learn from these passages. Well, the first rule of any uh, understanding any Bible passage is context. So that is what comes before the particular passage that you're looking at and what comes after the passage that you're going to be looking at. And so when we have a look at these, we see in chapter 9, obviously, chapters 8, 7, 5, or 6, 5 and 4, and 3, 2 and 1, obviously come before chapter 9. Well, in chapter 4, Jesus announces his ministry. He says, The Spirit is upon of the Lord is on me and anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He says in Luke chapter 4, as he begins his ministry. And then in the chapters following, in chapter 4, 5, 6, 7 and 8, we see Jesus' own approach to mission. We see that it includes proclaiming, telling, speaking out the good news that the Father had sent him of the mission the Father had sent him on, the good news about the kingdom of God. We see Jesus teach and preach about forgiveness, about fasting, about the Sabbath, about the importance of love, about loving even one's enemies, about judging others. And you see these, here Jesus is teaching about all these important kingdom values. These were values of God's kingdom, the way God was desiring his kingdom to run and those in it to live by these values. But alongside Jesus' teaching, we also see Jesus doing. We see Jesus' care for the poor. We see Jesus care for the overlooked. He showed love and compassion to those that others rejected or set aside or ignored. We see Jesus feeding the hungry, reconciling people with God through forgiveness. And so in these stories we see Jesus' heart. We see the character of the Father who sent Jesus on mission. And so we really learn that Jesus' approach to mission is rooted in the heart and character of the Father. One that wants to reconcile people back to himself, people who are lost, people who are separated from God. And it's God's initiative to reach out into the world in order to restore people back to himself. Well, what then does this mission of Jesus, Jesus' approach, mean for you and I? Well, those two things that we looked at before, we see Jesus preach, we see Jesus do, but the disciples were following Jesus that whole time. They were watching, they were looking, they were learning. They were experiencing. 
And I think one of the things that it teaches us is that we ourselves need to know Jesus. We need to understand who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for us through his life, through his death, through his resurrection. And as we, we learn more about who Jesus is, then we can share more with others from that knowledge that we have. But it's not just head knowledge that we need. It's also experience. And this is something that I have learned. As we experience more of Jesus in our life, and the Holy Spirit at work within us, then we have something else to share from as well. Each of us experience God's love, God's forgiveness, God's healing, God's grace, God's provision, God's strength to overcome obstacles, to persevere through trials and challenges. All of these things that we experience mature us in our faith, they help us to trust God more. They deepen our faith and help us to become more of the person God desires us to be. And it's from these things that we experience that we can then share with others who go through similar experiences that we do. We can share about forgiveness with those, with someone who needs to learn about forgiveness. We can help those who are struggling with life situations because we have experienced God's help in those situations ourselves. So as we learn and know more about Jesus, as we experience more of Jesus, we are better equipped for God's mission to share about Jesus in our words and in our deeds. So I think that's the important context that as we hit chapter 9, that's the background. The disciples have been learning, the disciples have been experiencing all about Jesus. They captured Jesus' heart for people, for the kingdom of God. And so we come to this passage in Luke 9 where Jesus sends out these 12 disciples on mission. And so essentially he's saying, you've seen and heard what I've done. You've heard my preaching and teaching. You've seen how I've interacted with people. Now it's your turn to go and do the same. And the passage, it says, the past, Jesus sends these disciples out with the authority and power to do what they did. They were not sent out in their own name. They were not sent out in their own authority or with their own message even. But it was based on what they learned about Jesus. Their message was rooted in Christ. And that's an important aspect of mission. The mission I'm on is not my own. The mission of this church is not its own. It is rooted in 
the mission of God to reach out to humanity. It is God who works in us and through us, but it is God who works in the lives of the people that we share the good news with. We do our bit, but it's at Jesus' initiative. It's with Jesus' authority. Well, what did they do on their mission? Well, it says in the passage that he gave them this authority and then they went out proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. What had Jesus been doing in, verse, in chapters 4 to 8? He'd been doing exactly that. He'd been preaching the good news. He'd been healing, doing acts of compassion. The disciples did what they had seen and learned from Jesus. So just as the disciples put into practice all that Jesus had done, we too are to put into practice what we see and learn about Jesus through Scripture. And I think Jesus invites us in that same way and sends us out in that same way with authority and with power of the Holy Spirit to share the good news in word and deed from what we have learned and experienced of him. instructed me, so I'll go back. Yes. I, I had a, a quick five-minute tutorial on how to work the, uh, the click-up, and I think I just passed that bit. Um, you see, when the disciples went out, they went out, as I said, not in their own authority. They went out as ambassadors. They went out as representatives of Jesus. Paul also reflects on this, and he says... When he is sharing the good news, he is going out as an ambassador of Christ, representing who Christ is, and he's instructing the Corinthian church that they too are ambassadors of this same message. And so I think the same is true for us. As we go out, we represent who Christ is. Some of the only picture that someone might get of who Jesus is, is through what they see and hear of us as that ambassador. So then in the passage from Luke 10, when we think of the disciples, how many disciples do we usually think of? Twelve. However, in Luke 10, we now get this story which tells us that 72 were sent out. So what we understand is that although there were 12 who were called to be this close connection with Jesus, there were many other people who followed Jesus around, who were disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. They had learned about Jesus and they'd responded. They'd been interested. They'd been intrigued. 
and they followed Jesus as well. If Luke 9 was the only record of Jesus sending his disciples on mission, we might think that mission was just for these core disciples. And yet, what we see is that the wider group of people who are following Jesus are also sent. And I think mission is for not just professional Christians, so to speak, for pastors or missionaries like myself. Mission is for all who choose to follow Christ. It doesn't have to look like what I do, but we are all called to be a part of this mission of sharing the good news. Mission is for all. So, how do we become involved in mission? Well, Luke 10 as well tells us that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. I'm just going to backtrack. I'm going to be a little bit Bible nerdy just for a minute. If you can indulge me for an extra minute. It ties into what I'm talking about here. So in this passage we read about 72. Have you ever wondered why 72 is mentioned? Yeah. It's interesting when you read back into the book of Genesis, chapter after the flood, or just before the, the flood, and uh, the Tower of Babel, Genesis talks about the nations that uh, came from Noah and his three sons. And it lists, in about chapter 10 or 11, it lists a whole bunch of nations, that is, people groups, that come from these three sons of Noah. How many do you think it mentions? Yeah, it mentions, depending on which version you're looking at, it mentions 70 or 72. It's interesting. Because of what I think this passage is getting at, you see the 12 disciples, how many tribes in Israel were there? 12. 12 disciples are representing that the kingdom of God, of Jesus, is for Israel. But here in chapter 10, we get reference to these 72. Now, if you're internet aware, there's a thing called a hyperlink, and if you click on it, it takes you back to another passage. Well, this is a hyperlink, I think, back to this passage in Genesis. That God's heart has always been for the nations. For all peoples to be reconciled to God. And so in Genesis, in Luke 9, we get Jesus' heart for Israel. But then the author here is just drawing our attention to God's kingdom and the good news of Jesus is for all people and that the mission to take it to all people is for all followers of Jesus. So it's a tricky little lovely little link 
that's and that's why I love the Bible. There are so many things that we, as we dig into God's Word, that we learn. Thank you for your indulgence. So in, in Luke 9, in Luke 10, we get this idea of the harvest field and how the task of mission has always been greater than the number of people involved in it. But it says an important part here. It, it tells us to pray. And I think that's an important part of mission is prayer. And prayer is something that all of us can do. We, are, we can pray for mission. We can pray for God's mission to be extended, God's kingdom to be extended. We can pray for those who are on mission. And we've heard this morning about various people from this church who are involved in mission. You can pray for wisdom for how you can be involved in God's mission. In addition to prayer, we can look around to our part of the harvest field. What part of the harvest field has God planted you in? What local community do you live in? Where do you have influence? So in addition, each of us live in this community where we can practice what Jesus' approach to mission was. We can share the good news through our words, but we can also share the good news through our actions, our acts of compassion, our acts of justice, our acts of righteousness, our acts of love, and our service. I recently met a young Belgian couple who'd read a book, and in the book, the novel, it mentions a ministry of international teams in, in Austria. And it talked about the refugee ministry that this team is involved in. It's been a team that over the years I've had uh, quite a bit of contact with. But what the story did, they were just reading this book about these refugees and all of a sudden their eyes were opened to what was going on in their own community. They began to see the refugees in their own community. And out of that, they began to make inquiries, how can we begin to get involved? And through that, they found their way to us in the Netherlands. And so we're now in process with them to help them set up and establish a ministry to refugees in Belgium. But what it started with was having their eyes open to what was going on in their place, in their world, in their community. And each of us live in a community with people in need. God has equipped us, skilled us, gifted us, given us certain personalities, given us a place of influence where we can use these gifts and talents to participate in God's mission through what we know of Jesus and through what we've experienced of Jesus. It doesn't have to be fancy, it doesn't have to be highly skilled or technical. It's simply sharing what we know and what we've experienced. It's using the things that God has equipped us with in simple ways to share that love, to share that word, to share that encouragement with those people that we come across. Well, these chapters in Luke 
encourage us to see how Jesus' mission while he was while he was here on earth was about revealing God, was about sharing the good news of the kingdom of God. His earthly mission led to his sacrificial death on the cross, but also to his resurrection and his ascension. And in doing so, Jesus opened that pathway, that possibility for us to be reconciled with God, to be restored and renewed, to have a, a new life in Christ. But this good news is not just for you and me. It is good news for all people. And it's this message of good news that God invites us to participate with. It's his mission. And God invites us and says, I'd love you to be a part of it. Go into your part of the world. Go into those places where I've called you to. Go and use the gifts that I've given you and share what you know of me, share what you've experienced me so that others can come to know me as well. So to be encouraged to look with fresh eyes to the ways that you can be involved in this church, in its ministries, in your own community, but also beyond to share the good news of Jesus in word and deed. Amen.